0: And President Biden has now signed the infrastructure bill into law. It's Money Monday. Let's ask Stephen Esposito about this, the impact on the economy, what we should know, Executive Director, Wealth Advisor, Senior Portfolio Management Director at Morgan Stanley in Lake Forest. Hey, Stephen, how are you doing this afternoon?
1: Uh, good, Anna, how are you? Before we begin, I have to give you a shout out. I was on a phone with a friend of yours, Paul Bryan. Oh, he said to say the hello car guy.
0: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs>
1: he just hung up.
0: <laughs> was he yelling about Elon Musk? Because he's making news again today. And I know he absolutely does not really, he doesn't really like Elon Musk. Let me just say that.
1: Yeah, well, it's funny. He's uh, he's a colorful guy. I love the guy. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I
0: Thank <laughs> you for the shout out. Tell me what you think about infrastructure. Why? How this impacts our economy? What what you're seeing there?
1: Uh, you know, it's 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 a lot of money, and it's more money heading to the economy. So that's that's a positive in one way. But at some point, if they continue to spend money and spend money, that's going to be make inflation right now look tame if they continue this, and that's really the key. So while it's going to help the economy and the infrastructure areas of the economy, I'm more concerned with the after-effect uh, mm-hmm. of what's happening and the potential more spending that may be out there. They've really got to – do we really need it? That's a question. Infrastructure, yes. But how much more they want to spend is what makes me a little nervous.
0: You mean the I'm next bill, anyway. is that, or, or you mean this one in particular, even the $1.2 trillion that just got signed?
1: Well, you know, that's a lot of money, and it's, it's not as concerning as if they continue to do this. If they continue on this basis of spending – Five $5 trillion more, some ridiculous figure like that, that is scary because that's debt. And we don't need really debt, and if rates ever go up, that could destroy the economy. So that's one of my biggest concerns, uh, longer term. Near term, I think it's, it's a positive, mostly positive than a negative. Uh, as we go forward, it's good for the economy. Um, but right now, the markets are just, you know, the markets are not rewarding it today. And I don't think they will right now. Uh, they're more concerned with what I'm concerned with if this continues, and D.C. can just spend money, you know, willy-nilly. That's what scares
0: me. You can't just keep doing that. You mentioned if rates ever go up. Are we seeing that is a possibility? I know mortgages ticked up a little bit, but they're still really pretty low historically. What are you noticing with interest rates? What do you expect?
1: Well, rates will go up. The question is how much and to, and to what degree in the sense that and how quickly. Right now, uh, the talk of Chairman Powell may not be the next chairman of the Fed. That's a concern that's been having conversations on all the business shows today. We don't know. We'll see that. But I think rates will go up. I think the 10 year bond yield is, is up today. I think it could go higher, maybe, who knows, 1 and 3 quarters, 2%. Depends on what the street's looking at mm-hmm. and how the news comes. But the economy, uh, I think, has this pent up demand that once every, everybody is back to normal and the, and the supply chains pick up and, and people go back to work, all so these jobs, you could see a substantial move in economic growth. And then that could determine how far and how fast interest rates go. That's really what you have to look at. It's all it's all conditioned upon one from the other.
0: Mm-hmm. You mentioned the Fed. There's some analysts who are saying the Fed is losing a little bit of credibility over the inflation narrative. That they said transitory. It uh, seems to extend when we're going to continue to see how long we're going to continue to see it. Supply chain issues persist. What do you make of the inflation situation? Will there is it now still predicted that next sometime middle of next year that we'll we'll start seeing this ease up? What do you think, Stephen?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, again, it's it's how quickly we catch up from that standpoint. I was uh, choking with Paul on the phone before I got in here. We we're talking about I remember about a year ago, everybody was fighting at Costco over toilet paper, paper towels, and hand sanitizer, mm-hmm. and now that's fine. You can get you can take care of it, but. It will catch up, and, and when it comes to equilibrium, then I'm not worried about inflation as much. And transitory is a relative term. What's what's your definition? Three months, three years? Right. What is the definition of transitory? I do believe that the economy and technology will bring back prices down. I mean, we saw 10 years ago oil at 150 going to 500 Then a year ago we saw oil trading at a negative $37 a barrel. Now we're back up to $80. mm hmm so it's all relative to what it is It's how you, how you manage your business and really how you manage your investment portfolio and how you're structuring your investments on both sides. That's what you've really got to look at. So I'm not really worried about it long term, providing, as I said at the beginning, we don't have trillions more of spending by the federal government
0: you um you mentioned what we are noticing and it is prices at the grocery store we're noticing gas prices people are you know starting to feel that i think um this consumer sentiment i want to ask you what you make of this consumer sentiment is at a 10 year low despite us making some progress you know the economy is reopening we're making progress and dealing with covid and vaccines um uh, what do you make of that consumer sentiment number
1: you know the number surprised me at a ten-year low because if you look at—I was on a plane over the, on Sunday and the plane was packed. It was a large plane, and people were everywhere I go. Restaurants were full. People are spending money and they're getting out there while they can. They want to return to normal. So, in one breath, I, I can see the consumer sentiment is concerned over what is going on. As we said, with interest rates, and when you go to the store, even though you may have gotten a raise at your job, which is great, but now you're paying so much more for everything else, it's kind of a wash. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think, letting people down and, and the fears of so many things. When will we open? Will there be more COVID? Uh, is affecting sentiment? But I do believe the actions and the words aren't necessarily matched up right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you ask the question, like any other poll, how are you feeling about the future? So we had manufacturing numbers come out this morning, and they were great. They were fantastic. So there's constant conflict, which is why you see the market churn back and forth. You get one point, you get consumer sentiments down, and then next week you may have a consumer set it up. Mm-hmm. so until we get out of this this flex or flux whatever you want to call it is i think you'll continue to get polls that go back and forth but i'm looking at q1 and q2 i think things will be much more easier to predict i should say and i think you'll see more um uniformity in people's thought process as we head into q1 and q2 which i think will be very positive by the way good that, That's would be good. Very positive. that is
0: good to hear um you think supply chain issues will correct themselves by then
1: capitalism works i'm a fan of it and it's always helped it's always done in the past right so again, it could be the other side where we don't we can't fill the order the orders there's too many products with too few buyers i'd rather have it this way where we know we've got demand out there and i think you'll see even more demand because as more and more people get money and spend and more of the supply chains catch up it'll just have the velocity of money and i think it'll be very good but again there's going to be some inflation
0: Going to be some inflation, but you seem that you think that the markets, even though they are high, they're they're you know been, we've done very well. If you have any money in the market, um, just about anywhere, you you still are very confident overall about going into next year. Because you hear some who are saying that they're not that confident.
1: Well, it's a tale of two markets, and I think that's a great way of putting it. There's the indexes, which reflect a handful of names that dominate the S and P five hundred, the Russell one thousand uh you know the NASDAQ. It's not a broad based index. It was originally designed to be, but it's not anymore. So you can have the indexes of uh, what people deem as the market going one direction and then the broad market, which is another six thousand names that nobody pays attention to, they're kind of off the radar screen, doing very well. And that's what you're seeing right now. Uh the numbers of many companies that don't dominate or don't have any impact on the index is doing very well. And if you uh, look at energy, look at health uh, look at um the financials, their, their position in the indexes is so low that they can do well today. You won't see it in the Dow, the S&P, or the NASDAQ. Really, it, it won't. So I think, as I've said for a year now, I would focus on not necessarily the, the indices. I would focus more on stock picking. And, and I'm not talking companies who promise to make money in the year 2085. I'm referring to companies that are making now or just off the radar screen that are trading at crazy valuation multiples, but mm-hmm. I think have a lot of potential in a, in a recovering economy.
0: One that may be trading at crazy multiples. I don't know what you think. Tesla's down again today. Last week, it shed 15% based on the person I just mentioned. Elon Musk is in a battle with lawmakers. Today, it's Bernie Sanders. He's saying, hey, Bernie, just tempt me. How much more am I going to sell? Trying to protest the taxes that they want to put on billionaires. And he's uh, selling off stock, and it's causing it to go down. What do you make of this kind of war? And, and what do you think um, in terms of the the tax plans and the targeting of billionaires like Elon Musk. Uh,
1: you know, Elon. You, you got to say you never forget him. He's an amazing <laughs> guy. Right. He's a very wealthy guy. You can say that. Uh, as far as his war of words with everybody, that's what Elon does, right? So the, the tax situation. Uh, what I, I, I really can't comment from a Morgan Stanley perspective as far as, but I can tell you the markets are not don't appear to be liking the possibility being taxed on unrealized gains. That's what. Concerns you because if you make money on paper, you pay a tax today, and let's say three months from now the stock is down, you get a refund. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how that would work. I really mm-hmm. don't, and I think it caused a lot of chaos in the system uh, if something like that would pass. In how we can figure it out, really, I don't. I don't understand how that would work and what it would do. So it might cause a lot of selling, which wouldn't be good for the market. So I don't know. You know, it, sometimes DC needs to stand out of the way and let capitalism work.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought that that plan was. Sidelined. the one that was going to say we're going to we're going to ta- we're going to tax the billionaires on their unrealized gains. Is that last you heard too?
1: Who knows? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> do we all know? Seriously? These are not our problems, Stephen. Senate, who's on, who reports the news today, right? Depends <laughs> who it comes from.
0: How true. Any final words for us, Stephen? I know you're on top of all this stuff, and with some people were a little worried about what might happen. What um, What advice do you give?
1: I would just say be careful what you're putting in your portfolios. Just blind, stop blindly buying indexes or or of funds or the hot stock of the week and what you, you know long-term isn't after lunch long-term investors which is what i do with wealthy and successful people that uh, and mom and pop too who sold their company or there just want to make some money over three four five years is, is there's a lot you got to do the homework it's not easy mm-hmm. i wouldn't be a, i'm not a trader and i think and i've learned in almost four decades investing buying low and selling high is, is not that difficult Uh, in concept, but very few people do it because they want to buy the next hot stock or the next hot story. I can tell you as an investor, do your homework before you invest and don't get caught up on all the hype. That's where I think a lot of people lose a lot of money.
0: Yeah, great advice. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks for the time today. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you.